Lord. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, as we go before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you give us to gather in your name. We thank you for every chance that we have, God, Lord, to lift you up. Lord, on our jobs, in our neighborhoods, in our homes, Lord, we just want to represent you in every way possible, Lord. And as you teach us and you, you encourage us and you build us, Lord, and you give us every chance, Lord, to lift you up, let us not miss it. But help us to be mindful of who you are and who we are in you, Lord, and that we're here to be your ambassadors and your representatives. Bless our hearts, Lord, to receive your word on this morning, the direction that you have that we would go, Lord. And Lord, I just pray for every heart, every mind. Hallelujah. As we soberly receive, Lord, your principles and your precepts. We thank you. We pray for those that are not with us. Lord, those that are sick in their bodies, that are traveling on their jobs, Lord, wherever they might be. Father, that you would just be with them. Lord, and we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So as we get ready to dig in here. Thank you, Lord. Sunday, we get keep our young people in with us. Hmm. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Good day. Now, but this morning, man, we want to talk about something that the vast majority of people don't have enough of. That'd be money. Hallelujah. Anybody here got enough money? You no know, hands going up. Huh? Oh, no. We got one hand? No. Okay. A few. Amen. We got two hands. Y'all, I need to see y'all at the service. <laughs> you know, <I'm>, no. <laughs> Amen. But the vast majority of people, I'm not just talking about Christians, the vast majority of people have a struggle. Amen. Have a challenge when it comes to the area of our finances. Amen. And, you know, truly in the, in the body of Christ, I'll say this, it ought not be so. Amen. And the truth is, amen, just about everything that we do, everything that we engage in or that we find ourselves involved in concerns or in some way impacts our finances. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. So... Don't get nervous, because a lot of times when you start talking about money and finances, you know, I should have stayed home this morning. You know, people get a little nervous, and they begin to wonder, why is he going to talk about this? Well, you know, I'll tell you, the struggle is here. And, and the, the, the real matter is this, that most of us are not very good money managers. Oh, okay, we're we going to get into it. You know, but you know, it's it's important that we understand this, that a lot of the people in the body of Christ are living from paycheck to paycheck. Huh? So I didn't come expecting no shouts this morning. Amen. But, but you know, and many, of, many of, of the people in the body of Christ, and the world at large, but I'm really talking to God's people this morning, are basically one paycheck away from disaster. I don't have to say amen. See, you're not going to say amen because we're going to tell on ourselves. But if I miss that check, if I miss that, you know, what am I do? You know, and I don't think that's how God wants us to function. 
I, I really don't. I, I don't think, you know, we, we talk about how good our God is and, you know, how he, how great our Father is and how much of a blessing it is to be saved. We tout his goodness and all this, and then we, 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 we pinch and penny sometimes to get by. Anybody comfortable with that? So that five-letter word, M-O-N-E-Y, money, you know, we need it. Just tell somebody we need it. In this nation, anybody here say they don't need no money, I need to see you too. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, but think about it. You know, when it comes down to our finances, when it comes down to money, man, we, everything that we do in this going for our housing, our shelter, Utilities, you know, your electric, water, gas, cable, internet, Wi-Fi, phone. Then you got to have insurance on your life and your car and your house or your apartment, you know, if you're going to be responsible. Then you got to have food, you know, daily. Isn't that right? Y'all like to eat. Hey man, daily food, snacks, lunch, you know, got to have them groceries for the children. Huh? Amen. And then you got the car payments, you know, and gas to drive and maintenance, you know. Of course, you know, you got to have, you know, take care of the car, you know, keep all that thing going so you can get to work to make some money. All right? Then you all like to go shopping. You like to eat out. Well, I'm going to talk to you all this morning. Is that, is that all right? Amen. Then comes holidays and birthdays and anniversaries, you know. And then those that still got kids or you're in school, amen, you got, you know, school supplies and all the other fees that go along with that. College, amen, tuitions and student loans and, you know, it just go. it just keeps on building, amen. Then we like to have some entertainment going on. Go to a movie every now and then. Huh? Amen. Those things we, we enjoy, vacations and travel. You know, that, those things cost money. And we can't forget all those gadgets and electronics. Huh? You know, we can't, can't, you know, we, we can't pay the bill, but we're going to get the new Xbox. Hello? $500. I'm going to get it. Walking next week because I ain't got no gas in my car. <laughs> but when I get home, I can put my feet up and play my game. Huh? Hello, I mean, it's just our, our, our priorities, okay? But it all comes around that money. We're going we to do something with that money. If it, if it means, you know, I got to miss, no, we're not going to miss the cell phone bill. You know, we're going we gonna to make sure that's paid, you know, but we may have to cut back on the food budget to make sure we get our hair done and, and them nails hooked up. Hello. We're talking about money. Uh, this is just stuff, you know, things that we like to do, you know. And then, of course, we got them, after we get through having all our fun, we got the credit card bill. You know, and them other loan payments, you know, that we got to make sure it's taken care of because we don't want nobody coming to get our stuff. And we don't want to swipe the card and be embarrassed at the register. Reject it. Sorry, sir, I got to compensate that card. Hello. Anybody depressed yet? Uh, okay. Oh, but don't forget, I don't want to forget for those that are sober-minded and, you know, and, and thinking in advance, you got to have savings and, 
you know, retirement accounts and investments. So you got to have a little to put aside. Make sure that you're planning for the future and being a wise steward over your finances. You know, the list just goes on and on depending on what it is you and your family and your friends like to do. Amen. It all comes down with we're limited most often by what's in the pocket, what's in the bank account, how much is left on the card. Isn't that right? Hello. Y'all get the picture. Amen. It's hard to function in this society without M-O-N-E-Y. Amen? You know, we don't go to work just because we like to do something for somebody. You don't have to pay me. I'll just do it. For the next 20 years, I'll just do it. No. No, we, we, we don't function like that. I mean, and, and oops, I almost forgot one very important thing, though. Huh? One very important thing, a very major, you know, that all of us have got to make sure we take care of. Taxes. Huh? Oh, I almost forgot that one, didn't you? You know, Sam, he might sure he gets his. You know, we got we got to pay them taxes. You can't forget Uncle Sam. So, you know, there goes another chunk of your money. Hello. Now, who can manage with all this that we got to do and that we add and that they put on us and they take away from us? Man, you just can't get enough hours in a day. You can't get the raise. And it just keeps building and building and everything is pulling on you. And then... You know, when you think you got everything under control, something breaks down that you weren't prepared for. You know, the car just dies. Or the washing machine says, I'm done. Huh? Hello, the dryer, you know, say, okay, I done dried all my last piece. And what's left, you better put it on the line. You know, I mean, we, we, we understand, you know, the unexpected things that come that we can't even anticipate or plan on. And that's why it's important, amen, that we got a little bit on the side, ain't that right? Or if not, we panicking. Thank God the transit's free. Huh? At least you can get around a little bit, you know, when, when the car decides that. But, it, you know, it, it's hard because it's hard to have disposable income, you know, nothing extra, amen. And if you, so we need to ask ourselves, how well do we manage the resources that God gives us? Remember I said we're, you know, oftentimes poor money managers. Amen? So, so how well do I, I handle this? Amen? And I know many of you know I intentionally left out one important thing. <laughs> That's right. Amen? See, so y'all's waiting for me to get to that one first, right? But why should I go there first? A lot of people, a lot of y'all don't go there first. Hello? <laughs> it's like, okay, after I'm done with everything else, what's left to give to God? What else is left, if anything? You know, this other stuff is important. God understands. All right? I would have to agree with you. God does understand. God has perfect understanding. But that understanding may not be in our favor when we choose to put him last. He understands what his word says. He understands what his expectations of his people are. He understands his financial plan. 
for his church. And that's what we want to talk about this morning, God's financial plan for his church. And I'm not just talking about the building or, or, or that. I'm talking about we as his church as well. He has a financial plan that will work in every single one of our lives if we would just operate that plan according, according to God's word and his will and his purposes. Amen? So as we just take time to do a little digging this morning, you might not get excited. You may, you know, I don't know. But I hope you leave informed, better informed, amen, because truly, you know, as we talked about here a few weeks ago at our, our one of our meetings, our membership meeting, you know, in the area of giving and tithing and, you know, those things that Sunday evening on the close of the board, you know, but we talked about that, how we, we, we need to do a little better, amen, because why? It's God's purpose. It's God's plan, and, you know, even as we, you know, came forth and I spoke to us on the 6th of the month, that's what it was, the sixth, amen, you know, we talked about grace, God's grace in action. Amen. I hadn't really planned on talking to us about the grace of giving, but the Lord shifted me at that time. You know, about grace in action. We need to see more grace operating amongst the body. Amen. And then we came to Psalm, Psalm Sunday, and Pastor Fred did a Wonderful job under the leading of the Spirit and just really bringing forth that service. And then, of course, last Sunday we were blessed, amen, Easter Sunday with the production and being under the direction of Pastor Linda and the exhortation and word that came forth. So now here we are, amen. And in that time I've had a few conversations with different ones about, you know, before and after those things about our giving, amen. We talked to the body that was the present, amen, about that. And, how does that reflect? How does that look to each and every one of us? Amen. Is it relevant? It is as important. I begin to ask some questions, amen. We're going to say, okay, well, maybe people aren't consistent in this area because they don't understand or they don't hear it enough or they don't, you know, see the importance of it in their own life. Amen. But I'm hoping today, I'm believing today, and I hope you're praying with me, amen, that we can make some inroads into this area because it's so extremely important for you. Because, see, like I say, if you're struggling, it's hard for you to be a blessing. To, to anybody out there, in here, to the kingdom, amen, if you're struggling in your finances, and I know a lot of us have been there, may still be there, amen, then it makes it difficult. And then you have to choose and juggle and balance and, you know, skip this to pay that and all those things then how many of us like being in those situations i don't think any of us do so god has a way and a plan amen that would help us to get out of that to help us to really become good managers of our resources amen no, i keep using the word manager because you don't own nothing amen and we're gonna we're gonna see that amen so so how well are we managing what God has given us? You know, a lot of times we like to say, my money, my car, my house. No, let's tell the truth. You know, most of the time until you've paid enough money on it, it's you in the bank. Hey, Amen. And usually the bank is holding the, the larger chunk. Isn't that right? Or, or it's you in the finance company with their car, you know. So they, and if you miss too many payments, they're going to be knocking on your door talking about repo man is here so all of a sudden it ain't yours no more 
Uh, they said, we got to stop and think. So it's either us in the bank or the lending institution, or it's us in the government, because, again, if you might pay off your house, okay? But if you don't keep paying taxes on your house, they, they, they can sooner or later come and take your house, your house. All right? So what are we really on? What, what really belongs to us? Just tell somebody nothing. We're stewards of everything that belongs to God. Amen. Because they couldn't make that house without his trees. Hello. Without his materials. Without the things that he provided for us to take and, and to put together. So, you know, it's, it's the more we understand that we are just uh -oh, pilgrims just passing through. Squatters on planet Earth. That didn't sound too good, did it? But, but we're here... And everything, everything is here. Amen. So thank God for his grace for allowing us to be here. Isn't that right? So we're going to move into some passages here, amen, to help us to understand, you know, what is, how does God's plan work? Amen. When we talk about tithes and offering, when we talk about giving, amen, I mean, and I, there's no way I'll be able to complete this topic in one session. Because, I mean, there's... There's so many different areas that the scripture is very clear about when it comes to our giving, our management of the resources that God has given us. The scripture tells us he, he gave us the ability to gain wealth. Isn't that right? So, so we like to, you know, we would like to see everybody, amen, 100% tithers in the kingdom of God. That would include living faith too. Amen. And I believe as the body of Christ gets there, we'll be in, begin to see greater things happening. Amen. Why? Because now the resources that God wants to flow to you and through you are able to go and we're able to do greater things in our community, greater things in the world. Why? Because God wants the resources. But you know what? God ain't going to resource uh, a dead-end street. Hello. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I didn't call no names. You know, but, but if you, you know, if, if you begin to allow things to flow through you, I know I, I've experienced, maybe just, just me. I know it's not just me, but I'll just use me as an example. I learned that it's, I allow God to flow through me. He gets more stuff to me. Amen? He, he really does. And if I trust him, in the small areas, amen, then he finds I can trust you, amen, in greater areas. And as we allow him to do that and be consistent, you see, we, we can't be on and off again. Amen. But that's, the, that's one of the other areas I've, I've seen over the years, inconsistency in this area. Well, God didn't do it yet, so I'm going to quit. Hello. How long was you on that job before you got your first raise? How long did you stay with that company before you got your, your first promotion? You didn't just quit two weeks in because they didn't say, okay, we move you to general manager now. Uh, so, so, so we be faithful to everything. We need to be faithful to God. And, and, and it's important that we do that. Amen? So we, we move into it. But turn with me over to Romans, the 13th chapter, if you will. Romans 13 and 1. 
says this, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but God, the powers that be ordained of God, whosoever therefore resisted the powers, resisted the ordinance of God. Well, we, we, we going somewhere. Amen. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Everybody is subject to somebody. Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise in the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, the revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Notice this is a very general scripture. Therefore, you must needs be subject not only to wrath, but also to conscience, for conscience sake. For for this cause pay ye tribute also. For they are God's ministers attending continually unto upon this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their dues. He went from, okay, watch out. But now he's saying, this is what we need to do. Render to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Amen? Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Amen? And that passage is very sobering because, listen, God will use anybody... Notice, it's not just those that are saved. When we look at Pharaoh, he wasn't saved, but God used him for his purpose. Amen? So there's a lot of examples that I can go to, but I don't have the time. But realize that he said he can use anybody, saved or unsaved, to bless you or to bring correction. I'll say it like that, to you. Amen? And sometimes we don't recognize as God that's pinching us. We don't recognize as God trying to get our attention. But if we recognize amen he says tribute to whom tribute whether taxes or tithes or whatever amen custom to whom custom honor to whom honor we just do what god like god says do we ain't got to worry about the retribution of other things amen so let's look look over at mark the 12th chapter we're gonna gonna hit several scriptures this morning and you want me to say well he said no the bible says the most important Mark 12, verse number 14. And when they were come, they said unto him, Master, we know that thou art true and carest for no man, for thou regardest no, not the person of man, but teachest the ways of God in truth. Then they asked him this question. Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? In other words, they're saying, should we pay taxes? Shall we give or shall we not give? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said they were trying to trap him. But they, but they asked a valid question. And they want to see, how are you going to answer this question? So he said unto them, why tempt ye me? Bring me a penny that I may see it. And they brought it. And he said to them, Whose is this image and inscription? Because he holds it up, and there's a picture of 
Caesar on the coin. And they said unto him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. In other words, make sure you give Caesar what belongs to him. His picture's on that. He made that. That's his. Give it to him. But then again, don't forget to give God what belongs to him. Huh? In other words, if you're going to pay your taxes, don't forget to pay your tithes. Hello. See, see, but the, the thing is, in our nation, Caesar don't trust you. They put up a collection agency called the IRS to come after you. Amen. They enlist all our employers or those of us who are employers to become their their agents on the job so they can collect it, amen, before you get it. That's why it's called on your pay to, to a deduction, a tax deduction. They take it out before you get it. That way they ain't got to worry about you giving it up. They don't trust you to give it. So, so therefore they get a certain portion ahead of time. Amen. And then if they've taken too much, they might give it back to you. If you haven't taken enough, they'll come after you. Okay? That's how the government operates. But God says, I want you to do it willingly. I want you to recognize that I am the Lord God and everything that you have is mine. And, and I am striking a covenant with you, let's say. And everything is mine, so I'm going to give you 90%. I'm going to give you nine-tenths. See, so see, we get this thing backwards sometimes. We think we're giving something to God, but really he's giving it to us. And he said, I'll give you nine-tenths, but I want you to give back, you know, that other tenth to me. Okay? Because let's look at, now turn with me to Exodus. We're going we're gonna to step it up here just a little bit because i got some round to cover. I don't want to be all morning. And y'all don't want me to be all morning, right? Exodus 19 and 5. You know, because spiritually, everything, you know, belongs to God. But he's saying something here, you know, because God is the ultimate high power. You know, you say be subject to higher powers. He is the ultimate high power. Amen. So let's, let's look through at a few scriptures here, amen, that helps us to understand that. Exodus 19 and 5 says, now, therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Amen. Deuteronomy 10:14. Behold, the heaven and the heavens of heavens. I mean, that means the universes is the Lord thy God, the earth also, and all that therein is. Job put it like this in 41.11. Who hath prevented me that I should repay him? Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine. Psalms 24 and 1. He's trying. He's doing a pretty good job. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, 
the world. Now, I like this part. And they that dwell therein, even you, belong to God. That's that lets us know, saved and unsaved, all people are his. Now, it's not whether we're going to accept him or not, but you belong to him and he can do what you, he wants. Amen. With his possession. Then we jump over to the New Testament. What does it say? 1 Corinthians 10, 26. I just want to bring home this point real strong. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's going to be kind of hard to stay in mind after this, right? Psalms 50 and 10. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. He owns the hills too. Amen? Then the 12th verse says, If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. He makes it very clear. It's all mine. And then Haggai 2 and 8 brings it home in the area of money. He said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine saith the Lord of hosts. So what do we have? We got stewardship. We got management of what's God's. So when we start talking about my money, uh, my resources, my ability, my, 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 my. It's all God. Isn't that right? Everything we see, have, and are belongs to God. I just want to make that plain. Just real plain as we possibly can. So there is no doubt. Without doubt, everything is God. And we are simply his stewards and his managers. Hallelujah. So we are without excuse. Of knowing who it belongs to. Huh? And I, you can't say Pastor David said, but I don't agree. Let's go back and there's a whole lot more scriptures we could pull out, but I think I gave you enough to understand that it's all here. Isn't that right? In his kingdom, we have a way of making some of God's commands lesser. You know, we say, you know, how we say, Little white lie. And we'll, we'll stretch a lie. I mean, I'm just giving you a couple of examples of how we can lessen some of his commands by, while we recognize some of the other commands. You know, because we said we, we, we might tell that little peacekeeping lie. That little, you know, I don't want to start no trouble, so I'll just say this like this. I just, you know, so we, we'll tell that little white lie, but we won't steal. Because we know, Scripture says, thou shalt not steal. I'm not a thief. But it also says thou shalt not die. Okay? Then we might look at, the, uh, uh, look at it another way. You know, we might secretly covet after things. You know, secrets from God, though. But we won't commit murder. We're not comfortable going that far. 
element. Let's look at what Jesus said about minimizing any of the Lord's commands. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 17. I'm saying this because it's gotten to the place where people minimize tithing. Well, it's not important. It's not necessary. You won't go to hell over it. You know, you won't miss out. You won't. God ain't upset. Okay. Matthew five nineteen. Whosoever therefore shall break the least of the least of these commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of God. But whosoever shall do them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of God. How many of us want to be the least? No, we look at the scribes and the Pharisees, how they boasted about what they did. Jesus had to bring them to correction. Let's go to Matthew 23, 23. As they begin to boast, amen, and they miss some of the weightier matters because, you know, they, they were all about themselves. And... We're still laying a little foundation here so we can get this and understand the importance and the consistency of tithing from Old to New Testament. Amen. Say, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithes of mint and asin and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, faith. These ought ye have done, talking about the tithe, and not to leave the other undone, talking about the love. You know, I'm a good tithe, I tithe, I pay my tithe, I support ministry, I do this, but we have trouble loving people. See, Jesus said we need to be balanced across the board. Don't mean, don't know how much you love everybody, but you don't love God enough to support his work, to support ministry, to be a giver. Of what he gave you. Anybody uncomfortable with this? I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. I want us to have some understanding. In all sincerity. You know, because the Bible tells my people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. You wonder why I'm still struggling financially. Why I'm still going through this. Why? Because we got to be consistent in these areas also. Amen. You know, notice when he talked to the scribe, he didn't dismiss the tithe. This is New Testament. He didn't dismiss the tithe and say, oh, you don't need to do that. Just make sure you love people. You know, he said, well, it, it don't necessarily be a tithe. Just whatever you feel like giving. No, he, he didn't say that. But he said, this, you, you ought to have done that and, and also do the rest. You know, don't leave the rest undone. And some say, well, they were still under the law, you know, the tithe and all that. Jesus came to fulfill the law and abolish the tithe. That's not scriptural. Not at all. And we're going to see that. The Lord allow us to. We're going we're gonna to begin to see that. Because, you know, something they will, because it was just for the Levitical priesthood. Well, <laughs> let's, let's take a look at that. Who did the tithe really belong to? They didn't give it to the priest. Amen? The, the children of Israel didn't pay tithes to the priest. Look, look, look at this. Let's go to Leviticus 27 and 30. In order to see it in the New Testament, we've got to understand what happened in the Old Testament. Amen? He said, In all the tithe of the land, whether of seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's 
it is holy unto the Lord. So notice it doesn't belong to the Levite. He said it's the Lord's. He said it's holy, in other words, completely unto the Lord. Look at verse number 32. And concerning the tithe of the herd and of the flock, even whatsoever passeth under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. So when God received the tithe, back then, you know, they were farmers pretty much. You know, so they, they gave tithes of their grain and their herds and their harvest and also of their money. So whatever they had, they paid a tenth of that unto the Lord. Then the Lord designated where they would bring the tithe to his house, as we will see. So, but then what did the Lord do with the tithe? They can't go to heaven, right? So he had to choose to do something with it once they, they brought it and presented it unto the Lord. in Numbers, the 18th chapter, verse number 20. Because once it's his, amen, he can do whatever he chooses. Isn't that right? And the Lord, in Numbers 18 and 20, says, And the Lord spake unto Aaron. Amen. Aaron being actually the first appointed high priest in, the, in Israel. said, Thou shalt have no inheritance in their land, neither shalt thou have any part among them. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. In other words, you know, once they came into the promised land, the 12 tribes came in, and the tribe of Levi was not given a portion of land or a parcel. They weren't given anything. They were because, why? They were assigned to take care of the household of God. So he said, you won't have any land. You won't have any herds and any of those things, but I will be your inheritance. I will take care of you. I will finance my work that I want you to do. Amen. You are my response, my direct responsibility. Is what the Lord is telling him. In the 21st verse, amen, it says, And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tithes of Israel for an inheritance. Who gave it to them? The Lord, not the people of Israel. They didn't give it to the Levites. So, so, but the Lord, they gave it to the Lord, and the Lord said, I'm giving it to the Levites. Huh? That so I'm taking care of them. I'm providing. Y'all not taking care of them. You pay your tithes to me, you bring the, it to me, and I will take care of my servants. I will take care of my work. I will finance my house, amen, as we are obedient to what he said. Why? Well, look what he says. For their service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. He said, this is why I'm giving it to them, because of what they do, how they serve, amen, to, to supply their need, because they don't have a herd. They, they can't go out there and, you know, kill a, a lamb and make dinner. They can't go out there and, 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 you know, plant a crop and have a harvest. Because why? Their job is to take care of my house and the congregation. So therefore, this is how I finance it. God is a good God. You know, he, he knows exactly what he is doing and how to do it. I mean, he, he would not establish. How many start something without a way to finance it? In a natural setting. None of us. Not using wisdom. Then we go down to verse number 24. But the tithe of the children of Israel, which they offer as a heave offering unto the Lord, I have given to the Levites to inherit. Therefore, I say unto, unto them, among the children of Israel, they shall have no inheritance. Not among them. Your inheritance is among me. You work for me. 
You serve me by serving my people, by serving my house, by taking care of my ordinances. So therefore, I'm going to take care of you. Amen? Some say, well, that was all under the law. Well, let's back history up a little bit further. Because the tithe was instituted long before the Levites were ever established. Long before, amen, God gave them anything. They belonged to God from way back when. And God said, okay, y'all going to work for me now. I'm going to give this to you. Notice, amen, let's go to Genesis 14. Like I said, we got to establish it to bring it forward. Genesis 14, verses 19 and 20. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram, just before he became Abraham, okay? Father of many nations, okay? Abram, the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered mine enemy into thine hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. When Abraham came and came back from the slaughter of the kings, amen, and because God had blessed him, amen, he paid tithes unto God of all the spoils, amen, because he knew that God was with him and the Lord had blessed him. Jump down to the 19th verse. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we just read 19 and 20. So this was over a hundred years before Levi was born. Levi was Abraham's great-grandson. So over 100 years before then, he was already, Abraham was already paying tithe to the Lord. Can you imagine that? The Levitical priesthood was not even established until Israel came out of Egypt. Some 500 years after Abraham paid tithe. But we can't say it started under the law. The people that established the law weren't even around. Okay? And then we get down a little bit further, amen, because he lets us know, amen, he paid tithes. Who did he pay tithes to way back then? There was a person called Melchizedek. Who was that? Okay, we're going to talk about Melchizedek, but we're going to talk about Melchizedek coming from the New Testament. Amen? Let's go to Hebrews 7. Because they're talking about Melchizedek who had no beginning of days or end of days, no mother, no father. Amen. We begin to realize that Melchizedek, amen, was what they call a theophany, amen, a, a manifestation of Jesus Christ way back in the Old Testament. Amen. Before the Levites, he received time. Hallelujah. I know this is a little bit deeper than a lot of y'all are used to, but I want us to have a deeper understanding of why it is that we do what we do. God, he said, I'm the Lord thy God. I changed now. Amen. He established a principle. He established a way of financing his work. Amen. And it's time that the body of Christ continues to understand this more. But Hebrews 7, amen, beginning at first number one, helps us to see who this person, Melchizedek, was. It says, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. 
to whom also Abraham gave a tenth of oil, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Now, who did they call the king of peace? Jesus. Okay? You go to Isaiah 96 and tell you all about it. Amen. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God. Oh. Abideth a priest continually. Ah. So what's he saying? They always paid the tithe to the high priest. And we see here it's saying Jesus, before the Israelites ever established tithing or the law of tithing, you know, amongst themselves, which God gave it to them, Jesus Christ was already the high priest, receiving tithes over half a century before they showed up, receiving the tithe. Here we see Jesus abiding now. Consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoil, and verily they that are of the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, that is, of their brethren, those right around them, though they came out of the loins of Abraham. Wow. But he whose descendant is not counted from them, received tithes of Abraham. In other words, it's saying Jesus didn't come from the Levitical priesthood, but he was already receiving tithes from Abraham way back. Bless him that hath the promise. So we see, amen, that Jacob, Abraham's grandson, also, now first we talked about you know, his great-grandson. But Jacob, his grandson, also paid tithes and was later named Israel, from which the nation got their name. Hallelujah. Tithes were before the nation even existed. This is God's institution, y'all. Look at Genesis 28 and 20. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me. Now, see, this is when he had his encounter. Right after he had his encounter, amen, he's looking up into the heavens. You know, when we see what we call Jacob's ladder. You know, he had a, a glimpse into the supernatural world. Okay, and then he, he says this, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat, and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou givest me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Now notice this 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 prayer that Jacob prayed unto the Lord and the, the promise but see it was almost as if he said Lord I, I, I'm going to partner with you. I'm going to covenant with you and, and as he, he did this he's establishing something here that's very important he didn't just give the tithe because he was happy 
he connected his provision, his blessings, and his protection to the tithe. Let me read that to you again so we don't, we don't miss this. And God just said, that's not how it works, okay? But he said, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, in other words, will protect me and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, if you'll supply for me, huh? that I can come again to my Father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. See, so he said, God... I will pay my tithe. I will bless you. But this is what I want in return. These are the things that I'm expecting back. And now, see, now we, we're going to see that the Lord also made some promises to those who would obey the principle of tithing, the spiritual law of tithing. He made some very clear promises to you and I concerning this area, to the body of Christ, if we would lay hold to it. Jacob made this vow, amen. And said, well, that was way back then still. No, 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 no. Let's, let's not throw out everything. Let's understand what he's talking about. He made a direct connection for these things. Amen. And before we say again, dismiss that as Old Testament, let's jump over to Ephesians 2.19. See where we can make a connection between the new and the old. Ephesians 2.19 says this, Now therefore... We are no more strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of who? God. Now, the 20th verse helps us make a connection here. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, there had to be a foundation built. A lot of the foundation of the church a man of God's kingdom beginning to be built in the Old Testament. Principles, amen. See, we, we can't go, Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, amen, but to fulfill the law. There's principles that God set in place. And when I'm talking about, when Jesus is talking about, he's not talking about the Mosaic law. He's talking about God's law, God's spiritual law, God's spiritual provisions, okay? God's law was what? The Ten Commandments. Well, we're we, we going to get this in a minute. So, there, again, let's look at this discourse, amen, because he said if, we, if we're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, amen, there were some prophets that went before, amen, the New Testament was written. Uh, and one of those prophets, amen, entered into a discourse between God and the people, amen, in this specific area, and that's the prophet Malachi. So let's see what, what foundation Malachi laid for the children of Israel as he began to be that, that mouthpiece for God. Let's go to Malachi 3 and 8. Hallelujah. Let's back up. We're going to back up to the 6th verse. Amen? 3 and 6. I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, the sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even, you know, because why? They were doing wrong. But he said, you'll be consumed. Even for the days of, from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from my ordinances and have 
not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye say, Wherein have we shall we return? They asked the question. The Lord said, Come back, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll return to you. I'll be a blessing to you. And they said, Well, where can we return? How, what do we need to do? Then he asked them a question, rhetorical question. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? Say, what are you talking about, Lord? Where, where have we robbed you? I know none of us would want to rob God, isn't that right? Robbery is like what? Like stealing. Hello? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? And, and that one of the commandments? Thou shalt not. Okay. Hmm. So he said, Wherein have we robbed thee? He said, In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Notice, he said, he didn't make this personal. This whole nation. And if we open our eyes to see, not just America, but a lot of the nations around the world are living under a financial curse. Our national debt is in the trillions. And we're paying interest in the billions. Because nationally, we don't honor God. Nationally, we don't give God what he's due. And we see the economy of America and Europe and Japan, all these economies that are just in trouble because why? No one wants to honor God. It becomes a national curse. Now, I'm of the mind that we don't have to participate. Huh? We don't have to participate in the curse. Amen. The financial curse that comes upon us when we don't do right unto God with what he has given us. He's the one that blessed us to be able to go get it. Isn't it right? To do it. Amen. He gives us the breath. He gives us the health, the strength. Amen. He opens doors and gives us the opportunity. And when we reap the reward for what he has given us, amen, we want to keep it all to ourselves. We want to rob him. Because, remember, we, you want me to go back to the list I went down? You know, all the stuff we like to do? Uh, then we, we, we might fit God in there. I'm just going to do what I want. I got this plan and I got that plan. I can't afford to decide right now. I'm, I'm going on vacation. I can't afford to decide right now. Hello. And while you skip to Maloo, buying the games and getting beautified, mm. hello. But let's look at the 10th verse. Stop at number 9, isn't that right? Because like I say, God also, he made a promise. He made some commitments. Amen. And, and see, God is a God that cannot lie. That's what I like about God. That's one of the things I like about God. Amen. He made a promise. He made a commitment to those who would faithfully and consistently abide by his word. He said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Not some of them. Not every now and then. Not when you feel like it. But he said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Because we was upset. They were doing everything they wanted to do, but they weren't taking care of the house of God. 
He said, Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you shall not be, there shall not be room enough to receive. He said, how many, how many places in Scripture you see God say, prove me, test me? But in this area, he's bold enough to say, if you would just prove me, just do it and watch what I'll do. If I won't pour out my blessings upon you. See, and, and God is a God, amen, that he, he, he won't lie to you. But he wants us to be consistent. He wants us to be faithful. He wants us to be ongoing because, why? He's not just looking at how much you Amen. Because the tithe is the tithe is the tithe. Amen. It's, it's equal for everybody. Amen. We all pay tithes based on our gross. Amen. We all pay in the same amount based on where we are. So it's a very equitable and equal system that God established. I've seen churches, amen, where they, well, you don't tithe. We just look at everybody's income and we assess to them what they need to be. That's not biblical. You come up with a whole other plan than what God established in his word for his church. Amen. We don't we don't tithe after Uncle Sam takes a chunk of our income because we 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 owe him tithe on that too. Hello, all your increase. Uncle Sam looked at all your increase and said, "I'll take so much uh, off the top." Off the he bases it on the full amount. Don't you think your tithe is based on the full amount? A lot of times we can, especially military. I mean, we can we can allot this out and we can allot that out. And by the time we get through. You know, making all our electronic sums. I just pay tithes on what I get in my hand, and you don't already paid everybody else, and you got, you know, a lot more going to your savings, and you got a lot more taking care of your car, and you got a lot more paying the house note, and you got a lot more going. So when I finally get my check, I'll just tithe on that. You just rob God. Y'all don't want me to talk to you. Huh? Hello. But it's true. God gave you a whole amount. He wants you to tithe on a whole amount. Huh? Oh, goodness. All that increase. I won't go into those scriptures, but y'all know what's there. Amen. But look at Hebrews. I mean, see, God made him a promise in Malachi. And then we look at Hebrews 6 and 18. How are we doing with that? That by two immutable things, it is it, in which it is impossible for God to lie. We might have strong consolation who have fled to, to, for refuge and laid hold upon the hope set before us. God, you said you do it. I'm laying hold of that hope. Huh? Your scriptures tell me in the New Testament it's impossible for you to lie. Huh? So my refuge is going to be in that God. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to do it according to you. And Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, said these words in, in Proverbs 3. 9 and 10, he says, Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruit of all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses burst shall burst out with new wine. Now, the scripture said that there shall never be another wiser than Solomon. Now, see, anybody here ready to take him on? If he had enough sense, they meant to advise us. Hallelujah. He said, Honor the Lord with thy substance. Hallelujah. Then we go to Deuteronomy, where Moses was speaking. 12 and 28. Observe and hear all these words which I command thee, 
that it may be that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee forever when thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. Wow, we do what's right. He says, not just you. You're setting up your children to be blessed. Huh? Matthew, amen, and Jesus, you know Jesus had something to say. Hello? Amen. Matthew 6 and 33. Said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you wow sometimes we seek in everything else but the kingdom remember if we seek him first he said he'll he'll bless you with all them other things amen that you desire he said i'll give you the desires of your heart but you got to follow him first you got to obey amen and line it with his principles first Otherwise, we can continue to chase it. We can continue to struggle. Amen. And as we do this, God will give us wisdom. You know, when, when you choose to, 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 to bring your, your money under subjection to God, he will instruct us. Amen. He can take and, and make it possible. I'm, I'm living proof. I know there's others in here. He can make it possible to do more with 90%. Huh? Then you ever could do with a hundred percent. I got any witnesses now? Huh? When when you realize if I just get because God, I was I had more and, and and couldn't make ends meet. But when I choose, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tie. I got money left over, and everybody's happy. Why? Because God can take and He can do things. Amen. It's kind of it's hard to figure it out. Amen. We know that numbers don't lie. It's like you try to figure out how a seed grows out of the ground. We know it works, but we just don't have all the understanding of how it works. Amen. It's the same thing with tithing. We don't understand how it works. How? See, that's why I said this is a part of one of the keys for God's kingdom to bless his people. Amen. If we would grab hold of that and be consistent and faithful in that, you'll begin to see things happen that you can't explain. Huh? I, I I I can tell you I've been tithing for over 35 years consistently, and I can stand here and tell you, God has never let me down. And I've seen people all around me who who choose not to. Amen. There's not been not one time, Amen, since I've been tithing that I've ever had to worry about my lights getting cut off, my water getting cut off anything getting taken away, uh, repossessed. And I'm talking about a few years in there when I didn't even have a job. Wasn't even getting paid. I'm just, but, but yet God still made sure that everything was taken care of because no matter what I had, you're going to get yours and some. I said, well, I'm not one of the people that rounds it down to the last penny. I'm like, okay, this is what it should be. I'm going to add a little bit more. I, you know, I'm going to put a little cushion in there just to make sure. Then I'm going to make sure my offering is consistent. You know, so tithing and offering, amen. The tithe is that that's the payment. That's that's you know, I owe you that that's that's set. But my offering says, I love you even more. Huh? My offering unlocks even more. Amen. The blessing because that's 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 totally 
a, a, a voluntary amount. But he said, okay, we rob him in tithes and offerings. Sometimes we, we good on our tithe, but we don't offer him. Shoot, tithes is enough. But he said, you rob me in tithes and offerings. Huh? Wow. See, in your offering, can I, I, I'll put it like this. In your offering, you show God your love. You just ain't paying your bill. Huh? In your offering, you talking to God. Huh? That's like me. I mean, I, if I just go, I, I just make sure I pay the house note. You know, but I, I don't never talk to my wife. Don't never show her no affection. Don't never do nothing extra. You just shoot. Be a safe distance. Pay my house note if I need. You know? And they ain't got to show me the need. See, when we go the extra, we unlock the extra. Huh? See, I'm not even going to go too far in the offering. That's a whole other area. Amen. But we need to understand, amen, the offering takes things to a whole other level. How many times they come back from the slaughter? How many times they come back, amen, from the war? How many times they come back and just celebrate what God did? And the first thing they did when he brought them out, the first thing they did is they made an offering, a sacrifice unto God. That wasn't the time. That was out of their appreciation and their love for the things that he had done for them. They're saying, God, I thank you. I appreciate you. Amen. And I want to show you how much I appreciate you. I just don't want to just lip service, God, but I want to show you. Huh? I'm doing a sacrificial offering unto you. But we don't, I ain't going to sacrifice nothing. I more than nothing. Let's look at in, in Second Corinthians. I'm almost done. I'm gonna have to wrap up here. There's some other things I, I really want to get to you. But in Second Corinthians, hallelujah. Nine and six and seven he says, But this I say, he that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now see, that's that scripture. I'm going to take it right now. That's not talking about time. Huh? That's talking about giving above and beyond. That's talking about more. Don't be grudging. Don't be... But let's, let's, let's do more because we want to reap more. Amen? See, your, 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 your mortgage company or your car loan company don't get excited when you pay the bill to the bank. Huh? But when you choose, okay, I'm going to write an extra check and I'm going to pay more, you can benefit them more. Why? Because they realize, oh, we can cut something off the principal. We're getting closer to being free faster. Huh? Why? So, so it's not, you're not doing nothing extra. You get something extra like that. I, I, I hope we understanding here more and more the importance, you know, of why we do what we do. And in Hebrews, Hebrews is a whole, I mean, it talks about the priesthood. It talks about why and, and what God wants to do with the tithe now. Because in the Old Testament, like I said, he talks about all the things that they did, the, the livestock, the crops, and so forth. But how do we establish that in the New Testament? What does he do with it in the New Testament? How does, how does that look? Amen. And 
Why was the book of Hebrews written? Hebrews was written in order to prepare the people for the falling of the temple and the abolishing of the, the, the living priesthood. It's letting them know, okay, think something's happening and something's coming, but God has another way. This is shifting. A lot of times people read Hebrews and they think, well, that's what he did away with it right there. No, he made a change. He made a shift. It went just like we saw the shift where it went from Christ and he gave the tithe to the Levites. And in Hebrews, it helps us to see that the shift went back the other way. Levites were abolished. Levites were done away with. The shift went right back. Jesus Christ became our high priest. Huh? Remember we read the passage that he abides a, a priest continually. Hebrews 6 and 20 says this. Whether the forerunner is for us entered even Christ, made in high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Jesus Christ is a high, pri a high priest forever. So therefore we continue to pay our tithes, our offering, our tribute to him. Amen. He yet still chooses to do what he chooses to do with. Amen. For the work of the king. Let's look at the Hebrews 4, 4 and 14. And then I'm, I'm going to wrap I got to pick it up again later. But 4 and 14 says this, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are without sin. He's there. High priest forever. So as we do what we're supposed to do, the promises of God are still there. Those promises, amen, that he said, prove me. But I want us to recognize that we have a duty. We have a responsibility out of all that God gives us to give him back his due. That 10% that belongs to God. And when you do that, you unlock, like I said, prove me with it. You unlock his blessing, his provision into your life. That's his, one of the the keys to God's financial plan over your life. You know, we go to financial planners and we, you know, we, we, we look at all the different ways that man says to do this and do that and do the other thing and we put a lot of credence into it and they got some good strategies. But their strategies do not equal God's. They do not supersede God's way of bringing us out and providing for us. So let's give God the credence that he is due honor that he is doing. And when we do that, God can do things that you'd be wanting. You'd be ready to one of them was ready to testify. I know how he did it, but this is what he did. Huh? This is what he did. Oh, I can stay up here and tell you some testimony. I know there's some testimonies in this place. Amen. Because people have trusted God and believed God. But see, we can't let ourselves get shaky. We can't let ourselves become covetous. Amen. And, and hold back on God and rob from God and steal from God because then we're bringing a financial curse upon ourselves and we wonder why I'm struggling. I can't afford. I'm going to tell you this. You can't afford not to do it. Huh? Of all the tithes and offerings that I've paid over this 30-something years, I have not missed any of it. And 
God has not allowed me to miss anything that I needed. Not at all. Bless me in ways, amen, that are tremendous. And the testimonies are here, amen, and we should be able to hear more of them as we come into a place to believe him. So let's stand. Hallelujah. Jesus has become our high priest, not just our Savior. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to pray this morning. Hallelujah. We do have a, a baptism right after service. Amen. We all, I just want to pray for all. Whether you're a tither or faithful, whether you're struggling, whether you're just now coming into an understanding, and maybe you say, I didn't know nothing about that. I didn't understand that. I didn't think it was necessary. I pray, amen, that we receive that understanding today. Go choose to follow God in this area of our financial lives. Tithing is a spiritual transaction. Amen. That can only bring the spiritual return. Hallelujah. So let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Hallelujah. We magnify you, God, because we know that it's only because of you, God, that we have the ability to do anything that we do. And, Lord, in this area of our finances, this sobering area, Lord, of our resources, Lord, you know the desires of the heart of all your people. And, Lord, we've taken a little time, a little time to examine what your word says about our giving, our, our, our tithing, bringing our offerings into your house as your people, Lord. I pray, God, that we would hear and receive and choose to walk out in this area faithful as unto you, God, not not giving it to living faith or other ministries, God, not not seeing it as we're giving it to man or we're, we're paying the pastor's salary, Lord, but no, Lord, we're, we're giving it to you. We're giving it unto you, and Lord, it is up to you to do whatever you choose to do. Lord, we want to participate. We want to partner with you, Lord, for continue to see ministry go forth and lives saved, Lord. I, Lord I, I pray over the fear, hallelujah, that stops some from paying their tithe, bringing their offering into your house. Fear that, Lord, they won't have enough. Lord, that they would just test you, that they would just, even as your words say, try you but see that you are faithful and that you would put your blessing upon their resources. God, even as Jacob said, Lord, that you would be with each of us, God. And you, you would give us food to eat, clothes on our back, God. You would keep us as we go in the way, because that's your promise. You said you would open up the windows, pour out a blessing, that we won't have room enough to receive it. And Lord, sometimes we don't, we don't know the areas that we need the blessing. Hallelujah, but you do. And, Lord, through our faithful giving, you can unlock things in our children. You can unlock things in our health. You can unlock things in our finances. Lord, you can do whatever you want to do, Lord, because you look upon your people and you see us faithful and trusting you in this area of our lives. Let us not trust you everywhere else, Lord, but when it comes to our money, we withhold because we, we think we can do it better. 
Hallelujah, Lord. Give us wisdom. Help us to hear, even as Solomon has said. Help us to walk in that type of wisdom that we would honor you with our substance and the first fruits of all our increase. I pray over this body right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray sobriety in finances. Pray wisdom in finances. Lord, that we would do first things first. Hallelujah. Not waste and not squander, Lord. And spend foolishly and unwisely and still be in lack and in need. Help us to put you first, God. Help us to manage the resources that you give us. The 90%, help us to manage that in a way that honors you. Not just in a way that honors our feelings and our emotions, God, but a way that honors you because although you give us the 90, it still belongs to you. We thank you for providing for us, blessing us, and keeping us. Right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as we're standing, anybody here that, though this might not sound like a salvation message, but it is. Huh? It is. But God wants to bless you. And if you're here and you haven't given your life to the Lord, you haven't made that commitment, I invite you to come. I would love to pray with you. Anyway, recommit yourself unto Him. Hallelujah. Or maybe you don't have a church home and you'd like to be a part of living faith, I invite you to come. I want to get connected. I want to get plugged in. I want to be a part of what God is doing in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, Amen. Katarina Niff, amen. She's our candidate for baptism. Amen. Came last week, gave her life to the Lord. We've talked, and amen. She's determined to do it God's way. Determined to walk right. Amen. So we're going to take her down to the water. Amen. Just let God do what he does. Amen. She's in the military. Amen. Thank God she'll be going in and out, but we thank God for her. Anybody else? Want to get connected? Hallelujah. Okay, Katarina, we'll have you come back to give you a living faith welcome after we dismiss. Amen. Turn it over for y'all. Y'all can be seated as we get ready to receive our offering this morning, our tithes and offering. Amen. Got an exhortation coming from the Watts. Good morning, everybody. We'll start off by saying that uh, God is good. All right, um, I think I need to say this first. I come to church to learn from Apostle David. 
pastor Linda. In order, what I'm about to tell you, in order for it to work, you have to do what I had to train myself to do. And that was to come to church and take what God was saying to us through Apostle David and Pastor, Pastor Linda. And I actually, you have to walk out on it. If you don't walk out on it, it won't work. I had to learn that the hard way. So, maybe back like last year, I actually started doing what exactly what God was saying to do. Because I'm serious, it won't work. If you're going through something, it won't work if you don't put it, put God, God's word to test. Now for me, me and my wife, we've been asking for a while, God, please, we want to be 100% debt-free. Now, if you ain't strong, you ain't strong and, and ready to receive what God, what you've asked God to do for you, because what the way he might answer it, you know what I'm saying, it's going to test you, okay? What I'm saying, we've been... We've been begging, as God please, we want to be 100% debt free. Next thing I know, I'm jobless. But I knew, God, all right, God, if you made me jobless, it's a good thing. It's 100% good. So I haven't had a job since uh, July 19th. Ain't had no income coming to my house since July 19th, 2013. But yet and still, I got two trucks totally paid off. I just bought. Brand new tires for all, both trucks. Uh, got the engines, both got the engines done on them. Took my wife and kids on vacation. Now look, I ain't got no income coming in. I ain't got no job. But I know there's a story in the Bible, and this is what I use to help. From right, from right now, I started saying to God. God, I'm special to you now. I see that I'm special to you because of what you're doing for me. I started, this one passage always came back when Peter was walking on water. He was walking on water, but he took his eyes off Christ and he sunk. I, whenever something goes wrong in my house or something, like, you know, Satan is trying to, you know, Satan is a lie. Big, one of the biggest lies I know. And I always say, my eyes on you, Christ, my eyes on you. And at 100%, 100%, you have to believe that. 100%, no matter what is going on, you have to believe that Christ, your eyes is on Christ, and he's going to get you through it. 100%. I feel so special. I feel like I'm special in God's eyes because the way he is blessing me and my family. It's, it's crazy how he's blessing me and my family. It's, it's amazing to, to what he's doing and the way the way he's doing it, I beg you, what God, it's, it's not, I know he's a man, she's a woman, but you can't, you can't look at them as that, you, that's God using them to speak to us, and whatever they say, you take it home, and you have to walk it out, you don't, you go, you, every storm that comes, you're going, you're going to take your eyes off Christ, and you're going to sing, you have, you have to take it home, practices. That's how, this is how we're making it. 
I have, I got a job now, thank God. I got a job now. But I, but I still, I still haven't got paid yet, but yet and still. But yet and still, I, I got way more than what I need. That is crazy. You know what I'm saying? That is amazing. To, to what, I don't even have a job. Well, I just, I just started Friday. We just bought a brand new house. How you do that? How do you buy a brand new house? How do you buy a brand new house? That's crazy. Jobless. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you all My wife, the woman, you you gave me a mic. It's your fault. All right, check this out. Yeah, I will. I will. (laughs) He has seen us through so much turmoil. So much turmoil. My wife probably don't want me to tell you this, but I'm I'm, going to tell you all this. Me and my wife... You know, Yuki, she got, she can be feisty, yeah. She can be feisty. And this was just, I was just put, you know, I know what God was doing for her. I'm going to try this one more thing, God. I'm in my car because she hadn't spoken to me for a week. I said, all right, God. I said, God, my, I said, Christ, my eyes are on you. My baby ain't spoke to me in over a week. My Christ, my eyes is on you. I get back home. And it's dark in the back room, right? But I can hear some feet shuffling back there. So I'm like, is that the dog looking? I turned the light on his Yuki right there looking at me like this, smiling. I said, God, are you serious? I said, are you that fast? And she came over and we kissed and she gave me a hug. I'm telling you, you have to trust Christ 100%. You have to. You have to, you guys. You really have to. Okay? And, you know, I'm driving to work. I'm using two cars to drive to work. But I'm going to tell you something about that gas. But you know what? God is good. God is good. I don't, look, my car never runs out of gas. My car never runs out of gas. And you know what? I, I, I get, I still, it's my, that's, that's my flesh. When Yuki said we got a tire, I still get mad. I'm like, yeah, we ain't got no money to, you know, but you know what? Devil's a lie. No sooner I pay my tithes, money come in the doggone bank. Every last time, money comes in the bank. And you know we, we, you know we was looking for a house, right? We didn't have no job, but we were looking for a house. And this guy shows us this place. <laughs> look here, I'm gonna tell y'all something about this house he showed us, cause we didn't have no job. Me and you look at this house. And we told, we told him as a man, look, devil's a lie. This is not what we want. And two weeks, we told him standing there in the room, he took us up, you know, we're going to, you know, go ahead, you know, we're going to go ahead and look at the house. We're going to be rude to the guy. And I told him, I said, you know what? God is good, man. God is going to provide us a house way better than this. And, you know, the guy was really, he said, oh, I believe that, man. I believe that. We called this guy like two weeks later. I said, hey, man, we want that house in Mill Creek. He said, you sure? I said, we got the money for the house. We're going to pay for the house. Serious? He said, "Man, you said that." I said, "I know I said that. We got the money, and we want to buy the house. Put the money down the house. That was ours. All we waiting to do is wait for it to get built. That's it." Okay, all right. So I go, I go, go to this interview, and is that boring? Okay. God is good. 
So I'm in there. I'm the only one in the suit. Everybody else in jeans. And I'm like, mm, am I overdressed for this job interview? And it's over like two or 300 people in here. So they call my name. I go in there, you know, answer the questions or whatever. So I'm like, man, did I get the job? So Yuki called me on the phone. That lady said, come back. I'm like, what? Come back. So I made a U-turn in the street. Man, broke the law. Turned around. I get down, and these people meet me at the door. Are you Antonio Watts? I'm like, yeah. And another, this other dude came up. You Antonio Watts? Dude, we have never had anybody get perfect, a perfect rating on a job interview. I'm like, what? A perfect rating? What you he said, never, never. Now, this lady said she wouldn't chase me down. That's a born representative. I'm like, God, you are so good. To he made a born representative. Bow down to me. It's like, bow down. Come chase me in her dress. Trying to catch me. To me, that's amazing to me. That is amazing. That God has set me on a pedestal. I was the only person out of all those people sitting in the back. I was the only person back. People come back, why are you sitting back? You know, I didn't say anybody looking at me. Why you, why you get to sit back here? What are you doing back here? I had already had my job. <laughs> but I didn't want to tell them that. But I already got my job. I hope you uh, you 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 are celebrating with us. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the testimony in this house. And because I want to say, I still remember that a couple of years ago, um, Nick and Cowie got a new brand new house. And I was celebrating with them, and and I I spoke to God, you know, if same God, if if you did to Nick and Kawi, you can give to us too. So that day I I increased my faith. I'm gonna have a new house, and I was also happy. David and Jessica got a new house. I I spoke to God. I'm the next. I I'm the next. So I don't know your desire, but if you if you speak, you're next. The standing and hear, share testimony. You can say you are the next. Then I agree with you in the name of Jesus. God will bless you. But I'm going to pray our offering, but. Uh, I want you to have uh, peace, financial peace, but not by receiving, but by giving. But we have a financial peace because, not because we have a house, not because we have a job. Before that, we already have a peace. Without job, without no income, we have a, we have a peace. Still giving from what we have because we are thankful what we have. To, we, we should be thankful what we have today because God provided a need. So the new house and new job, that's not our need. That was our desire because we already have needs met. So I want you to be thankful what we have today. Then you have a peace by giving. Then after that, you can, you can boldly 
asking your desire. God, God going to bless you, your desire. You know, that's a want, but sometimes God going to bless you beyond our need, you know. And, uh, so give 10% is already, we already heard. You know, some, some people, you know, we just give what God told us to give. But we already hear that 10%. God already told us to give 10%. If God say, hey, give you 20, give, 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 give God 100 today, that's beyond tithing. So just do 10% because we did without, every time, you know, unaccept check coming, we give 10%, more than 10%. But it's not, that doesn't mean, you know, beginning of the message, apostle message, he said he has uh, enough money. That doesn't mean we have more than yours. Because we have a peace. Because our 10% could be your 2%. I don't know. But we just do our 10%. It's not a amount. That's a 10% could be small amount to this church, but not for God. 10% is a 10%. Our faith. So do what we're supposed to do. And see what God bless you, because we have a faith and we have a confidence. Because we give ten percent with our confidence. Because you know we, I want to say that um, many of us have a auto insurance. It, we we pay every month, like you know whatever USAA or we pay insurance. So something happens. The company covers us. So how much more God cover us our ten percent? So I just want to run this home, you guys. When the storm come, speak with your mouth. My eyes on you, Christ Jesus. And at first, you're still gonna have butterflies. You're gonna be scared or whatever. But you have to practice it. Again, I'm at a point right now. There is nothing, nothing that can move me. It's amazing, you guys. Nothing that can move me. I, I don't get butterflies no more when some, somebody say, you need to do this or you're going to have to get out. I say, you talk to God about that. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm telling you. Eyes on Christ. Eyes on Christ, you guys. I guarantee you. you be, I'm t- you're going to be a special. I mean, we all special, but for me, that's just me speaking for me and my family. We extra special for God.
Father, I pray that you remove the fear in our hearts. Because our fleshly eyes look at the amount that we hold in our hands, Father, or whatever's in their bank account, instead of actually just stepping out on your word. Father, I thank you for pushing me out there on your word. And not looking at the amount that I have, but the amount that you say is yours. But it's all yours, but we that we pay it all to you, Heavenly Father. That 10%, Father, we thank you that you open our hearts to pay that. Father, we pray and that you open our hearts to give more, Heavenly Father. Bless this church, Heavenly Father. Open its doors to those who need it, Heavenly Father. Father, you told us we are the kind you are our kindness in us heavenly father take it out to them. help us to take it out on the streets heavenly father to those who need to see your light heavenly father and i thank you thank you father thank you for blessing that tree that bears great fruit thank you father thank you and i pray over the families of this church, Heavenly Father. I place this church under the, the heavenly blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, that these doors shall never close, and no weapon formed against it shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Bless these families, Heavenly Father. Father, I pray that when we leave this church today, Heavenly Father, that your word, that your word stands strong in our, in our hearts, Heavenly confidence that you're going to give them all, Heavenly Father, that you give us all. Thank you. We receive your word. We walk out on your word, Heavenly Father. Your grace, your grace is, a, is endless. And Father, we step under your grace. We receive your grace. We partake of your grace right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for all you do and what you're going to do for us in the future. In Jesus' mighty name, we all say amen. Let us stand.
Everybody remember what's going on tonight? Singles at 6 p.m. and bridge at 6 p.m. All right. Before we finish, we have a couple more things we need to do. If you were asked by your core teams, uh, your core teams this week to bring something, did anyone you don't talk about bring something with you? Okay. If you have that, could you, uh, where's Taisha? Taisha is right there at the door. Can you take it to her right quick if you have something that you brought special for today? You know what I'm talking about, core teams, core teams. If you brought something special today, see Miss Taisha right there at the door. Just go back and see her at the door. Amen. You're doing some great things today. Today is a great day. So if you have something that your core team leaders ask you to participate with, if you wanted to do that today, then see them at the door. Miss Taisha. All right. We're working it out. All right. Uh, so we also have some other things. Amen. We have a great family that we want to just pray for today and bless them as they're leaving. Uh, our apostle is going to be out of town next week, so they won't be here next Sunday to acknowledge them. So they wanted to, we're going to bless. Is someone here? I'm missing someone. Where is that tall fella? He's where? Okay. All right. So we're going to cover him too then. All right. All right. Let's ask the Ambers family to come on up. Come on. And of course, we have our wonderful Miss Beverly Watkins. Come on up, Miss Beverly. Come on. Y'all go and have a seat right quick because this is, this is their last Sunday with the pastors being here. We're going to bless them, pray for them as they're going. Where's all the children? Are they? Whoever's here with you, come on. Come on. Okay, we'll get the other one she comes back in. Amen. We thank God for the Ambers. Lynn is not here with us this morning. And, of course, Miss Beverly. And she was out there in the park just dancing. Just to this. She goes, look at Miss Beverly. Yeah, and, you know, that that just, just, just really blessed me to see her do that. Because many of you, you know, may remember when Miss Beverly was challenged, she couldn't hardly walk from there to the door. Amen. Because of, you know, just the, the medical issues and breathing issues. And, but to see her where she at now and what God has done in her life. Amen. And just the blessing that Melinda and Glenn have been. Amen. And especially you know, all the work with the instructional ministry, just the investment there. You know, a lot of times people, when they're getting ready to go, they kind of pull back and they follow back and, they, you know, get that short timers attitude. Some of y'all military know what I'm talking about. Amen. But we never saw that here. Amen. Just to continue press and involvement, blessing. Amen. And, and I just say for myself, Pastor Linda, I know she's going to say a few words herself, but, and I believe for the body itself, you guys will be greatly missed. Amen. Just, just, you can just, you're part of the family. Amen. You always will be. Amen. Without doubt. You always know where we are. Phone call away, amen, or Skype, or text, hallelujah, but we're, we're right here, a prayer away, amen. We love you guys deeply, and we just pray a blessing, God's beat over you, let her have a few words, and then we're going to just pray. Y'all want to stand with us? Yeah, I just want to, yeah, going to be missed, amen. I thank God for um, the gift 
know we're gifts to the body. Amen. And I just thank God that um, they came and they gave their gift. And I thank God for Miss Beverly. I miss her so much. Amen. She always puts a smile in my, on my face and just she can make me laugh at any moment. I love her so much. But she's a strong, um, strong testimony of just what God has done with her heart while she's been here. And I just thank God for getting to walk that journey and see what God is from your testimony to today. I, I just know what God has done a great thing in that as you take that with you and share that with others, that's something that that testimony is needed so much because unforgiveness and hatred in the body of Christ kills God's people. But when you can get over it, oh my God. And so and we can get over it through Christ Jesus and she's she's through her testimony we know that. Melinda, I just thank God for Melinda mighty, awesome, powerful woman of God. And I thank God for her um just just watching her as a mom come in and go come in, um, you know, go out. I mean, I just really honor that about her, you know, the the military of keeping your family together as a mom. You know what I'm saying? I think, um, you know, you're, we kind of have understanding of men going out for long periods of time, but moms leaving their kids and going out, you know, and then coming back and just, just holding this all together in Christ. I just thank God for that. I thank God for what you've done with our, our young people. Amen. And I pray that our, our, our young people, will, you know, will continue, that you'll keep hearing a good report of them going on. I just want to tell you I love you both. There she is. <laughs> uh, I love you and your family. And I just pray that when you get there that God has that place already, that you don't have to search for it no long time. I am praying that God has a place for both of you when you get to wherever you're at that is already there. You already know it. You already feel it. And it will be a place where you continue to grow and use your gifts. I love all of you. We got the phone call of, uh, like we got the phone call from the detailers of saying, oh, well, we got orders to Whibby Island. And initially, I think I was taking Michaela to school, and I start crying. <laughs> and, um, and she's looking at me like, oh, like, Mom, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, we got orders to Whibby. Not really knowing anything about Oak Harbor, not even knowing I've heard anything of Whibby Island or Prowler at that time. But um, I thank God. Um, leading us this way because the growth of my family during our time here is I, I mean of course you can't go back and say how it could have been but I just couldn't imagine the growth or the place that we were at as a family if we not had made this stop here with the island and I owe it you know I, honor to God first and foremost because he led us here and then there I remember the in the first week of moving here um, of enrolling the kids to school. Uh, Dominique was going to Oak Harbor Elementary, and they had, like, a Valentine's dance or something like that. And I'm big on making sure they're getting 
you know, their transition is smooth. So if there's something going on at school, I'm going to go because it's an opportunity to make friends. And, and that night that, um, that we went there, we saw uh, Derek and Sheila, and we, we knew them from San Diego. And they, um, they took us out to eat at China City. Is it called China City? They took us out to eat in China City, and all they can talk about was living faith, living faith, living faith. And we, sure enough, we came here, and we felt nothing but love from the moment we came in the door. And I remember the day that we joined and we went home, and on our ride home, um, the kids said, Mom, did you notice everybody was so sincere, you know? And so that gave me so much comfort to know that I was leaving within that same week to know that I was leaving my kids and my husband in a safe and secure place and they were going to be covered under God and, and around sincere people that was going to pour into them and allow them to grow. And talking about allowing people to grow, Apostle David and Pastor Linda, I just thank you for the opportunity to, you know, use my gifts in the way that uh, you guys saw fit and the way God saw fit and having just the opportunity to, to develop in ways that I could never imagine because it's, it's amazing when God puts you in a place, you know, and, you know, people talk about being in a place in season and, and doing your seasoning, and, and, but you are able to sit back and understand that, that that was your season because of the fruit that was developed from that. And I just thank God for the people who I work on the side, um, Ms. Naisha, amazing. Um, and I just look forward to hearing the good news, um, the D4C, Dances for Christ, um, growing and continuing to develop and use their gifts to honor God and give God the glory and just not just that ministry but I look forward to hearing the good news of living faith itself because I think about how Pastor, uh, Apostle David and Pastor Linda is continually saying you know um, building kingdom people building kingdom people and think about the move that we're about to make and you know and it's all about God because if you think about what it takes to build it takes people. It takes people. It took people to build the tabernacle. It took people to using their hands and using their gifts. So building kingdom people, it takes the people from this wall to that wall to move on into the street because it's not about the people that are in here. That about building kingdom people. Those building kingdom people take the hands and the feet and the mouths of the people that are right in here to go out into this community and to help build up kingdom people. So I just thank you for just <laughs> everything and the part that you guys have played in our lives and We'll keep well, I'm not going to say too much because uh, Melinda done said enough, okay? But uh, I want to just say thank you for today. That's Melinda. For all you have poured into me, I really learned that. When I came here, it was amazing. It was amazing. And uh, the people here were just lovely, lovely people. They made sure that you would give love back. <laughs> and I can give that to Miss Rita. <laughs> I continue to want to thank Miss Rita for all, for all She really loves people. And Rita going to make sure that you love her back. I don't care what. She's going to make sure that she, you love her back. If she loves you, I bet you you're going to love Rita before the end of it. And I just want to thank everyone. And uh, 
say, God is good. Every time I get up, I tell you all, God is good. But you have to believe and you have to trust that God is good. just to give you something from that from the body that as you're traveling um, things that you might you know you need or just tokens of things that you can stop and do along the way okay amen let's just reach our hands toward this family remembering Glenn as well. We thank God for that brother. He's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now for the Ambers and our sister Watkins, God. And Lord, as you go with them, Lord, we already know that your hand is upon them. Lord, and we pray, God, as you continue to open doors and make ways, Father, that you would settle them right where you want them to be. Lord, both in California and Texas, Lord, accordingly. Lord, that your hand, Lord, will continue, Lord, to show the favor Lord, that you've placed upon them, the grace that they walk in, God. And Lord, all that they've learned and all that they've received, Lord, that they can go and they can pour it in elsewhere, Lord, as they continue to be used for your glory, God. We thank you right now, Lord, for the time that we have been able to share with this family, Lord, and just to receive them in our lives, God. And Lord, we just thank you for that right now. We just pray your protection over them, your provision over them, your blessings continually over them. Hallelujah. We give you praise for right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Can I just say, if for some of you, I don't want you to feel, if you didn't get to participate in um, giving this love gift, what we did was try to get them gift cards as they're going down the highway where they get stopped with the kids, they're driving and, and gas or any kind of gift. If you wanted to do that, they're here one more Sunday. And so if you weren't able to um, participate today, then um, you can give it to them between now and next Sunday, okay? Oh, well, I, I don't think she's going to be gone. So uh, Miss Beverly uh, reap that benefit. <laughs> okay. All right, or if you forgot today, whatever, if you just really wanted to bless them before they leave. When are you leaving, Melinda? Oh, May 7, but they won't be here that Sunday. So between now and then, if you want to bless Melinda, you're free to bless her, okay? We are dismissed. Remember, we got a baptism. Amen. So, Father, Lord, as you just go with us as we leave this place, but never your presence, use us for your glory. Let us be the light and the salt of the earth, changing lives around us. In Jesus' name, amen. We got a couple of announcements.
If I can have your attention just for one moment. If I can have your attention for just one moment. Uh, immediately after the um, baptismal, we want the women to come into the uh, teen room. We want to have a meeting with all the women. And also, they're going to be, uh, if you were to patronize the uh, young adults in uh, HD 3D ministry, they're going to be serving hot dogs in the back. That is all. Selling. Mm-hmm. 